Thanks for tuning in to the Keep Moving Forward podcast with Tom O'Leary. I'm so grateful for you. Thanks for interacting, asking questions, uh, ideas for future podcasts. And thank you for passing the podcast messages on to people that you know. And you can always send them to the website, uh, www.tomolary.org. Really easy. T-H-O-M-O-L-E-A-R-Y.org. All the messages are there for free. And thank you for those that are able to donate. There's also a, a give button, donation button on on the website. And uh, I'm just so grateful. So if you're able to, thank you so much. It means uh, so much to me. Well, you know, today we're going to talk about when I am feeling exhausted. Oof, we've all been there, right? Where we're just out of gas. We're just tired. And it can come in different ways. You could certainly just feel physically tired uh, and maybe not getting the sleep you need or the rest that you need. Uh, maybe you're just emotionally wore down. And that's no fun. <laughs> that, that is exhausting altogether. And then we could even get spiritually exhausted where we... Uh, are just kind of in a desert season and and dried up and we just need just a a fresh touch from God. And and so uh, today we're going to be talking about when I'm feeling exhausted. Did I ever tell you the story (laughs) when I ran a half marathon in San Diego on accident? Yeah, yeah, it was totally on accident. (laughs) I was in this run and it was designed where some people... We're going to run a full marathon. Other people were going to run a half marathon. And then other people could choose to run a 5K. Well, I was signing up for the 5K. You know, that's what I was going to do. And so I'm on the run with all these people. And, you know, it's going okay. Uh, you know, I kind of burned a lot of gas on the front end trying to stay up with the pack, so to say. And, and I get to this certain spot. And it says halfway point. And I and the person that was on this bicycle and like directing and he's like, yeah, that's that's the halfway point. Uh, and I'm thinking, oh, the halfway point for the marathon. Oh, my goodness. I I could probably do do the half marathon then. And, and so I'm thinking that. Uh, the, the whole time that it's, I'm running a 5K and that I've done it so fast and then I get a little further and someone passes me and I said, hey, we we just passed the, the halfway mark and he's like, no, 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 that's not the halfway mark for the marathon, that's for the half marathon. I'm like, wait a second, I was doing the 5K. Anyway, the whole thing was pretty funny and so I went so far that I thought, well, I'm just going to do the half marathon. So, in fact, I finished a half marathon. I put that one on my resume, and it was all by accident. It was really by my own stupidity. But anyway, man, was I exhausted. Oh, my word. I mean, coming across the finish line, it was like one leg at a time. Get across the finish line. And, and then just wiped out for the, the rest of the day and probably the, less, the next few days. So, you know, just a, an example of where we can 
get exhausted and and it just sneaks up on us we we didn't know we we all of a sudden we find ourselves and we're just drained and we're and we say to ourselves right how did i get here well i want to read you a powerful powerful passage in isaiah that really talks about when we're tired and when we need god's strength and his power and then i want to break down that passage and then even take it further and give some cross-reference scriptures that are really going to help you uh, if you're, in fact, getting tired and feeling exhausted. So the passage in Isaiah is out of chapter 40. It's verse 29 to 31. It says this, He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. So this is a powerful passage, Isaiah 40, 29 to 31. Uh, huge words there, <clears throat> giving strength, increasing power, uh, you know, overcoming tiredness, weariness, uh, even stumbling and falling, but no, the Lord's going to renew your strength. You're going to soar like an eagle. You're going to run. You're, you're going to walk and not be faint. All those things. And it's interesting because in verse 31, it gives a key. It says, those who hope in the Lord, some translations for the word hope have the word wait for the Lord. And they really go hand in hand to hope and to wait. When you're waiting on God, your hope is in God. And when you're hoping on God and you're like hoping God moves quickly, right? We, we need an answer. You're, you're waiting on him. So it's a really good picture to, to hope in God and wait for God. And they go hand in hand. So what I found in this passage, Isaiah 40, 29 to 31, there's really five things that are promises here. Okay, one says renewed strength. So, you know, God wants to increase your power. Um, it says you're going to fly like an eagle. Now, that's an interesting one. It's like the wind coming up and under the wings of an eagle. And that is really like, like the, the favor of God, the, just his spirit moving in your life. And it really, is effortless because it's like the wind just, you know, picking you up and moving you forward. And so uh, that that is a powerful, powerful thing. Then there's a promise that you're going to run. And you know how I like to look at that is, is that you're going to, you're going to get where you need to be and probably further, faster, further, faster when you do it God's way. And it's, it's almost kind of, we'll, we'll talk about it. It's almost kind of, you know, counterintuitive because you're thinking, well, if I'm going to wait and I'm going to rest in the Lord, I'm going to wait on the Lord and hope on the Lord, that, you know, maybe that doesn't sound so proactive. But what you're actually doing is allowing God to move. And so you're going to run and, and not get weary. And so that, again, is getting where you need to get. And the other promise is that as you hope in the Lord, as you wait on the Lord, 
that you're not going to grow weary or faint. And so the opposite, you're going to come alive. And that is so what we need when we're feeling exhausted. We got to come alive, come alive in Christ. And then, uh, you know, you're going to walk. And, and how I like to interpret that is you're just going to be on a steady pace. You're going to be on the right pace, the right pace in life, the right pace with God, just step in step, you know, walking it out, right? And and so let's break this down, each of these five powerful truths that are found in Isaiah 40, 29 to 31. And I'm going to give you five cross-reference scriptures that kind of dig a little deeper into it. So number one takeaway is that you are going to increase your power when you wait on God, when you hope in God. You're going to, number one, increase your power. And Philippians 4, 13 in the New Testament, I love this one. This is a fun one to memorize. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This is really saying that Jesus brings you strength. And you got to flip the script here in your mind and you got to be able to go, no, I can do. I can do all things. Everything that I'm being asked to do, called to do, I can do it through Christ. So I'm doing it in His spirit, in His truth, in His grace, in His uh, mindset, if you will. And that is going to strengthen me. So you're going to increase your power. Philippians 4.13 when you hope in the Lord, when you wait on God. I have a uh, buddy and long, long time friend. We grew up together and in Ripon, California. Yes, we did. And I uh, uh, really love this guy. And boy, was he a character and he was passionate, passionate. His name was Freddie, Freddie Corral. Today, he's actually a a college baseball pitching coach at a very high level, very successful. But uh, in high school, I led Freddie to Christ. And uh, what a beautiful thing that was to see one of my best friends come to Christ. And we played football together, and I was a quarterback, and he was a running back. And after coming to Christ, he, he really wanted to know Scripture and learn and so he had wristbands for football games and with like tape around his wrists. And he wrote Philippians 4.13 on his wrists. So during the game, he could, when he was feeling exhausted, when he was feeling tired, he would remember and look down at his wrists and see Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's, it's so powerful to go there. And uh, to believe it and receive that just God's word, Philippians 4.13. Okay, number two. Number two takeaway here that Isaiah 40 told us is that you're going to get the favor of God. That's that, you know, flying with like an eagle. That's the wind coming. And so you're going to get the favor of God. Now, First Peter 5.5 gives us a little understanding how we receive God's favor. So it says, 1 Peter 5, 5, all of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud, but 
shows favor to the humble. So when it says proud, I always like to try to explain there's a good pride and a bad pride. There's a good proud and there's a bad proud. Uh, A good proud is like, I'm proud of my children. I'm proud of my grandchildren. I'm proud of the good things that are you know, God's doing in the world or, you know, it's, it's like a a healthy esteem, uh, support, love, you know, honor. It's, it's that kind of thing. But there is a bad pride, a bad proud that's arrogant, that's self-centered, that is obnoxious, that's narcissistic, that it's just, uh, it's, it's yucky, if you will, you know, and that's what, this scripture in 1 Peter 5, 5 is saying that God opposes that kind of arrogance. So when it says the proud, that's what it's talking about, the bad proud. And <clears throat> the way I think of it is it, it just keeps you at an arm's length distance from God. Like God says, I can't bless that arrogance. I can't bless that evil pride or twisted pride or however you want to call it. I can't do that. But I will show favor to the humble. So that can be a slam dunk for you is as you just act in, as scripture says, humility toward one another. So it's talking about your relationships. So if you're married with your spouse, uh, with your, you know, relatives, friends, co-workers, people in your neighborhood you're doing life with, you, you show humility toward them and God is is going to bring favor in your life. He shows up. He shows favor to the humble. And so if God opposes the proud and it keeps you kind of at an arm distance from God, but he shows favor to the humble, that's kind of like he's pulling you up close, (laughs) like up real close and wants to do wonderful things in your life. And so again, we're talking about when we wait on God, we hope in God, we get that, you know, as scripture said in Isaiah 40, verse 31, you will soar on wings like eagles. Like, man, you'll just have that refreshment, that, that wind uh, beneath your wings, and you're going to be soaring in life, flying through things, soaring. So again, it's kind of, you know, understanding that when we do that, when we pause, when, you know, another way to do it is to worship. One time I was on a bicycle ride, a long bicycle ride, and I, I don't bike anymore for different reasons, but, uh, but I, I, I had a season in my life where I was doing a lot of bicycling and I was going up this, you know, big grade, you know, very steep and I'm trying to get up it. I'm trying to get up it. And I had uh, music, worship music, earbuds, and all of a sudden I hear this worship song and I just start worshiping and all of a sudden I'm feeling like energetic and I'm like flying up the mountain, <laughs> flying up the, the grade on the road. And, and it was just a powerful example, like even worship can take you there. And that's like hoping in God. That's waiting on God. Okay, number three takeaway. That was you get further faster. That was the whole thing that you're going to run. You know, you're going to run. When you hope in God, when you wait on God, you're going to get there further, faster. And that's where, you know, I mentioned it's counterintuitive, right? 
okay, I'm waiting. <laughs> Doesn't feel like I'm doing anything, but you're, you're waiting on God. And that means your hope is in God. Let me read you this passage, Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 through 12 in the New Testament. It's a little bit longer, but but hang in there with me. Uh, It says, For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. Verse 11, Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious mind, so that you may have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father who's qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. A lot there, right? But it says you're going to be filled. It says there's wisdom there. There's understanding there. There's uh, fruit there. You're bearing fruit. Good things are happening in your life that are noticeable to others. That's bearing fruit. Uh, Knowledge. You're going to have the knowledge of God. You're going to have strength, it said, power, endurance, patience, joy in the kingdom of light. Wow. I mean, that that passage, Colossians 1, 9 through 12, I mean, it's power packed, right? (laughs) That's a lot. That's a lot going on there. And and so it's just kind of counterintuitive when you rest on in God, you rest in the Lord, you hope in him, you wait on him. And this is when especially you're feeling exhausted, physically, spiritually, emotionally spent. You know, this is the time to just rest in him. Uh find a quiet place, worship him, and you're going to actually get there uh faster. Long time ago, I was on a run with my older brother and older sister. And we're on this run just for fun through a neighborhood and we're going along. And, uh, you know, after a while, I was just really, really, really tired. And I just said, you know, you guys keep going. I'm going to, I just got to take a quick rest. And it was so crazy. I, I, I just you know, took a rest for about a minute, just caught my breath. And all of a sudden I caught, you know, what they say is your second wind. <laughs> and I, I kicked it into gear and all of a sudden I caught up to him and they're like, how'd you do that? You were, <laughs> you were so far behind and, and you know, you took a break and I'm like, I don't know. I caught, I caught my energy back. I caught my second wind. And I always thought that was a great illustration of like, you're feeling exhausted, right? You take a break and rest in God. You know, just soak in him. And then all of a sudden you, you got this burst of energy and you get there further, faster. Okay. Number four, that is you come alive because Isaiah told us that you're not going to grow weary. You're not going to faint. So you're going to come alive and also staying in Colossians. Let's go to Colossians 2, verse 6 and 7. So then, just as you've received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. I think that that's where we got to go every time, is overflowing with thankfulness. You, you choose to have an attitude of gratitude. And really, overflowing with thankfulness, I think you and I have to set the tone on that. So, 
it's just a powerful thing. It will, it will increase your joy level. If you're feeling depressed, you're feeling downcast, uh, just sad, lonely, start thanking God. Start thanking Him for the sunshine. Start thanking Him for every heartbeat. Start thinking, you know, you, you can lower the bar however far you need to lower it. But you, you should start thanking Him for all the different blessings. And once you get on a roll, you're going to start thinking of more things to thank Him for. And as you do, that's just going to grow. It's going to grow. But, but you, you got to set the tone on that of overflowing with thankfulness. <clears throat> I was on a uh, friend's airplane, uh, just a little tiny, you know, two-seater kind of deal, and uh, really fun, and and he took me up in the air, and he was just showing me the instruments, and he was showing me, you know, your altitude, and how, you know, as the pilot, you set the altitude that you want to fly at, and so uh, it just really made sense to me, like, if you thought about that, like, with your attitude of gratitude, with thankfulness, that that's going to, you, you set the altitude for your thankfulness. You can, you can drop it down. You can lift it up. Just, just like a pilot, you know, is, is flying. They can, they can set the altitude. And so you can set your attitude, not just your altitude, but your attitude of gratitude. And when you do, you're going to come alive. I love it. So that's number four. You come alive. Okay. Last one. Last takeaway. Number five is you have the right pace. And remember, that was where Isaiah 40 verse 31 said that you're going to walk and not be faint. So, so now you're, you're in what I like to call a rhythm of grace, a rhythm of grace. You're just, you're, you're, you're walking in the right pace in a rhythm of grace. <laughs> I, I just made a rhyme. And, and I want to end here on Jesus' words. <clears throat> that really does speak into this physical, spiritual, emotional exhaustion. And it's beautiful words from Jesus found in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30. And it's the reason why it's so beautiful. It's an invitation and it's an invitation to you. So Jesus says in Matthew 11, verse 28, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Verse 29, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Verse 30, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's just such a wonderful invitation. And it's interesting when Jesus is talking about the yoke, what that would refer to is back in his day where they would have oxen, and they'd have two oxen, and it, there would be a wood harness that would go over the shoulders of the oxen. And so it would allow the two oxen to be step in step. And this is really the picture of what Jesus is saying, that you, you'll be walking with him, learning from him. He's gentle. He's humble in heart. And in his promise, you'll find rest for your souls. So it's this beautiful uh, imagery of just you're yoking up with him. And, and really <clears throat> what that means is you're not trying to run ahead of him. Uh, 
and then you're not lagging behind, which we can do at that as well. You're just step in step and you're at the right pace. And it's just this invitation to, you know, what we're talking about. When I'm feeling exhausted, Jesus says to you, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. It's just walking in his footsteps. It's a powerful thing. I'll never forget uh, when our kids were young, we were uh, on a vacation and we were on this, uh, this beach and the sand was really, really wet from the tide and it was really hard to walk in. And so my son at the time, and he was probably, you know, five years old, uh, maybe seven, something like that. But he was having a really hard time walking in the sand. And, uh, and so <clears throat> I'm trudging away, and, you know, walking through this wet sand and making pretty big uh, footprints. And all of a sudden I hear my son Luke go, Dad, I'm, I'm walking in the sand. I'm walking in, uh, in the sand because I'm stepping in your footprints. <laughs> and I thought, oh man, make a father's heart happy. You know, my son is walking in the, my footprints, you know, and that's how he's making. He's getting, getting there. Well, that's what we can do with Jesus. That's the invitation that we can walk with him, uh, step by step, not run ahead, not lag behind, but we're just walking with him in his footsteps in his footprints. So let me recap. Oh my word, we did it. When I'm feeling exhausted, what are we going to do? Well, Isaiah 40, 29 through 31, very, very powerful. And, and that really set everything up that when we hope in God or wait for God, that that's where we need to be when we're feeling exhausted. And then great things happen when we do that, when we hope and wait on God. Number one, you increase your power. Number two, you get the favor of God. Number three, you actually get there further faster. Number four, you come alive. And number five, you have the right pace. And as you do this, and remember, you got to go there, you know, uh, and overflow with thankfulness. That's a big one, right? We're going to set the altitude. We're going to set the attitude of gratitude. And, and all of a sudden, you're going to feel this strength. You're going to feel this increased power and this favor and coming alive. And then just getting in the right pace, the rhythm of grace. And you're going to be right where you need to be. Hey, let me pray for you. Uh, Father in heaven, thank you so much for every person who's listening to this podcast. I pray, God, that you would meet them right where they're at. And that, God, your Holy Spirit would would move on them and, and strengthen them and that even this could be a moment of pausing and, and if they're feeling weary, that you'd be bringing strength. If they're just feeling out of gas, Lord, you'd fill them, fill them up and, and that they'd have this sense that you're moving in their life. They're hoping in you, they're waiting on you and you are going to meet them right where they're at. Give them that strength, that increased power and that favor and coming alive, God. Put your favor on them. And Lord, I just pray that you bless them. Bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks again for tuning in to the Keep Moving Forward podcast with Tom O'Leary. I'm so grateful. Uh, thanks for interacting. Thanks for passing this message on. Maybe you can think of someone who's really 
tired in life and maybe uh, you could send them this message or direct them to the website tomolary.org if you're able to make a donation uh, i'd be very very grateful for that uh, again you can go to the website to do that uh, t-h-o-m-o-l-e-a-r-y.org and there's a give button hey never forget never forget god loves you he loves you he loves you and i'm for you god bless you